It's hard to look right at your baby, but here's my number. Still call me maybe. Boy, you came into my life. I missed you so bad. Are we on? Authentic Life Radio, episode number 38. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Carly. Oh, no, I'm Sarah Rader. <laughs> Carly Ray Jetson. No, that's all right. I'm not. I'm Sarah Rader. I am so glad we're not live anymore. We are dancing. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. That song's just been going through my head. I love that song. It's a cute little tune, and it is definitely one of those addicting ones. Like it once is. it's in your head, mm-hmm. forget it. There's and I love, I love the Owl City song with her in it too. That's cute too. Yeah, yeah. Those are just fun. They are fun. Just fun. So how are you? I'm good. We've had a fun day. We have had a fun day. So we, I'm um, really doing well. I think we're doing very well with the little curveball that the day threw us, and so. It's quite fun. Um, we were supposed to record this afternoon. And, and what time um, is it right now? 827? 827. <laughs> we were supposed to record it. 830 is Lydia's bedtime. Is it? Yeah. Nice. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for That's fine. messing that up. I'm sure she doesn't care. <laughs> um, Megan um, pulled a muscle. It um, danced last night. And so when we were supposed to record this afternoon... I was taking her to the doctor because I told her that the way to treat a pulled muscle was with ibuprofen and ice, but she didn't believe me. (laughs) So I took her to the doctor and the doctor told her, treat your pulled muscle with ibuprofen and ice. (laughs) And actually she gave her, um, she gave her an anti-inflammatory and then, um, She's had a cough since like the beginning of June. So she put her on a steroid. So she can't have ibuprofen anyway. She can't mix anyway. Crazy. But, um, but yeah. And then we've had so a great day. After. My, so yeah. So you called me. I was on my way here to record and you were like, hey, you want to go to the doctor with me? And I was like, absolutely. Mm. I sure would. And so we went to the doctor and we've been together ever since. We have. And it's been a fantastic yeah, day. We've had fun. Yes? Matthew's playing video games upstairs, and that's distracting me, which is distracting Luke. Well, the video um, game is distracting me, Okay, too. can I tell you this? Matthew, Your dad's upstairs. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe he's in the backyard watering my garden, but he is here somewhere. Could you please go um, ask him he's for help? He's not going to do anything. You won't know that until you go ask. He's a dad. <laughs> You're right. He is a dad. I'll tell you what I'm going do to something. do with you if you don't leave this room right now. Oh, put me down. <laughs> Did the she doctor, say she's going to put her down? Yeah, the doctor suggested. Put you down? Um, she came in. Like, so, a, like, like a dog? Is that right. what you're saying? Okay. The pediatrician came in and she said, so Megan, what's been going? Megan's like, I'm broken. 
I'm just broken. I have a list of all of my ailments. I'm broken. And so the doctor, she's like, um, should we put you down? <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny doctor right there. She's quite funny. Um, I, I really like her. She's, you know, um, younger. Mm-hmm. She has, you know, several young kids of her own. Right. And so um, she's very fun. But uh, just ask Matthew not to play until you and Luke are done with your homework. Sounds like a fix to me. I love you. It was nice to meet you. Now go far, far away. Yep. Okay. So we took She's Megan to- evil. Don't listen to her. <laughs> I assure you there is not one evil bone in my body today. <sighs> but tomorrow. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't you just love being the evil mom? I do. Uh, because I experienced that. Let's see here. Was that two nights ago? Yes, this is Wednesday, Monday night, mm-hmm. when Luke was so furious with me because I asked him to clean his room or pick up his clothes, that his school clothes. We had just went out and bought him. And all he can say is the only thing I ever ask him to do is clean his room. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, I, the only I'm thing saying- I do in his life is I just ask him to clean his room. I mean, I am so mean and nasty that I'm the kind of mom that would ask him to pick up the clothes that we just bought him that, you know, how could I do that to him? How could I, I know, make his life, you? you know, awful like that? And, um, you know, I told him, you know, I'm not called to be your best friend. I'm not even called to be your friend. That's Listen, right. I'm your parent and I'm telling you that that's the responsible thing to do. And I said, I told him, if you want to have a room and clothes that are trashy, that's fine. I'll give you that option. But here's going to be the consequences of that. You, my son, are going to do your own laundry. And and he's like, I don't know how to do laundry. I said, I'll teach you. And you can have your room however you want to do it. And um, But if you run out of clothes, that's your problem. And that's if you right. don't have the clothes you don't want, then that's your problem. I said, because if you can tell me that you're old enough to do what you want, then you're old enough to do your own laundry. Absolutely. And um, because mama's not gonna be here all the time picking up after you and and holding your hand and doing all of that. Because if you're, you know, if you're man enough to, to, do, to tell me that you're man enough to do your own life, then you need to be doing your own laundry. Right. And um, he didn't much like that idea. So, um, you know, after he calm down i mean i even i even pulled out that there are (laughs) oh i was really he really had pushed my buttons but i I mean in the sense of i try not to yell because i at him because that just escalates his his anger anger, right and so that just does it it, is neither of us does it's not good but you know i was even talking about how there are children who don't have clothes and shoes and i mean he i mean that really that did upset him because he, and, and maybe if he listens to this at, at 11 he he started crying because i said to him and i didn't mean i was like go upstairs and count your shoes and he went upstairs i said how many pairs of shoes do you have and he said eight i said does that count your baseball shoes uh, cleats and he said no i said does that count your um Oh, he said seven. I said, does that count your play shoes? And he said, no. I said, that's eight. I said, does that count your baseball cleats? You know, that's with flip flops right, and right. stuff. And he said, no. And I said, do you understand that there are children today who do not even have one pair of shoes? Not one. And that they have to walk. And <laughs> see, I do all of this stuff. I love <laughs> but it's this the stuff. truth. Mm-hmm. And they have to walk 
with no shoes. They're younger than you and they have to walk with no shoes to go get water. And he's and I'm, he's like looking at me like, and then the tears just start coming down, which at least he has a sensitive heart, but I know he's like, I wish my mom would shut up. I wish my mom- Cliff spraying the window. Spraying the window. Yeah. I guess so he knows that, so that I know that he's watering the he garden. He finished watering the That's garden. That's nice. So, I mean, he's like, I wish my mom would shut up. I wish my mom would shut up. But at least he had, I mean, if he ever listens back to these, at least I know he has a sensitive heart to that because he has actually seen pictures of kids right. that live, you know, in those kinds of communities and and understands that. But I, but it just, I had gotten to that point where I was just like, how could you be ungrateful? But here's the thing. God was like, Sarah, you are ungrateful too. I right. hate when I start preaching to my son and then God's like, like preaching to me. Yeah, it's preach. You're preaching to yourself. Sam, Absolutely. That you need to be grateful for the things that you have. And so anyways, but um, we came to an agreement that he doesn't want to learn to do laundry right now because he just doesn't want to do that. So if he, if I ask him to pick something up and he argues with me um, and he doesn't do it, then those clothes get taken away. Oh, and then he doesn't nice. have those clothes and those outfits that he wants to have. Right. Um, for a set amount of time. I think right now it's a week. Um, if it continues and the attitude continues, then it will it'll be, grow. It'll be longer. Well, if it helps you, you can let him know that I've actually already taught Matthew how to do laundry. Well, he did know how. We, we, had, we got a new washer and dryer. Oh, that's right. You did. And so he doesn't know how to do it with these. These. Okay. So I, I mean, I could teach him with these. I just haven't done it yet. Right. But he did know Matthew's the other had ones. to wash his own as a natural consequence. Uh-huh. Very good. I think that that's... I think... Natural consequences are the best thing. Just like today. <laughs> today, Andy decided that, um, well, we we got up and um, I was packing Luke's lunch and they, Andy and I, before he left, actually he was going to go work out. Andy was going to go, Andy the freak was going to go work out. <laughs> Imagine I, that. I was going to, I just, sorry. I just, I joke with my husband about how he's a freak. Because he works out like obsessively. Not obsessively. He's just, he's fit. Yes. He's very fit. He is. And he watches what he eats most of the time. And so anyways, but, but he's healthy. So good for him. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can say is good for Andy. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Right. (laughs) For my husband who keeps me on the straight and narrow some of the time. Okay. Okay. So, but Luke walked to the door and, and he was going to walk down to the bus stop and Betty and he was getting ready to go work out. And he's like, how about I just drive you down to your bus stop? And he, Luke was like, cool. Well, in Luke's hand, he had his iPod that he's allowed to listen to on the bus. And in Andy's hand was his phone. And I guess they were talking. They both set their electronic things down and they both walk out. And I was like, it just, it made me laugh because I was like, I try to, I'm trying to teach Luke responsibility because he just lays things down all of the time. It doesn't matter if it's a candy wrapper, if it's his homework, if it's his clothes, if it's, I don't know. Things just do not go back where he got them from. Right. And Andy, when he gets tools out, God love him for fixing the stuff. And I'm, and I'm, and I thank, bless his heart. I really appreciate it. I mean, bless him, bless him, but he doesn't put things back. It's just like, I don't know. But anyways, they, and so like they both walk out and, and Andy drives away and I look and I'm, and it just, I laugh out loud because I'm like, there's Luke's iPod and there's Andy's phone. And I'm just like, there's my boys. I mean, and here's, you know, my 11 year old son and my 35 year old husband still doing the same things. And I just, I think it's just a natural thing. So, um, 
I go, I, um, but I realize that Andy has to have his phone in order to listen to his music to work out. So I know that Andy's going to be coming back once he drops Luke off. So I, um, so I decide that I'm going to play a little trick on Andy. <laughs> so I take his phone and I put my, his phone down the back of my pajama pants. And, and he's like, he comes back in. Cause I knew I was just waiting for him at that point. And he's like, have you seen my phone? And I'm like, Mm-mm, have no idea where it's at. Don't know. <laughs> he's like, I, I need my phone and I'm in a hurry. Cause I guess he wants to get back in time. Cause we had some things going on this morning and he wanted to get his full workout in you know, his full hour and half 45 minute workout in. Ew. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And so he's like, I, he's like, I've, you know, you have, you, I'm like, no, I don't know. So he, he gets our home phone out and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good. So, um, he calls it <laughs> an ACDC goes off. He has, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, um, no, oh, no, it's Ozzy Osbourne. That's who it is. <laughs> goes off it's um uh no more tears by ozzy osbourne yes. it goes off and it's um it's playing in my pants in the back of my pants and he's he's like looking around like where's that coming from he can't figure it out he's like what have you done and i'm like start running away from him and he's like he just starts chasing me around the house it was just really funny and i was like now you get on luke for just laying things down and here you are and just you don't do, do that and he's done that several times with um, he has he has his own private practice and several times he's had to call me in order for me to bring his uh, calendar of who his schedule is for the day. I think that I'm just going to be like mm, natural consequences. That's right. You didn't bring it Sorry. to work. Um, I'm not going to be here because he's told Luke several times what would happen if your mom wasn't here and she couldn't bring it. She wouldn't be able to bring it to you natural consequences buddy she just can't come all the time and just be you know right there i think I it's have. time for andy to learn the natural consequence <laughs> of course then he'd be like um no more uh, um you know going and getting your little candles or whatever, you oh, want. whatever. i'm just kidding natural consequences <laughs> yeah natural consequences there sarah you better bite your tongue no just really but it was just funny today i just i think that it just as a man's well, it is brain. It is. You, the other I'm, I don't. I don't mean to like totally. Well, here's, at least it's my men's brain. In my men cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And so the other night, I was trying to get Matthew to do some chores and um, and make sure his homework was done. Um, while my husband is playing a video game. Mm-hmm. On what planet <laughs> can I keep my son? focused while there's a video game playing yes especially it's not your earth son. <laughs> i'll tell you that and i was just like so frustrated and finally uh, i waited until the next day when i wasn't so frustrated with my husband for not understanding that that would make me frustrated <laughs> i was like dude can you please i mean come on help me out here a little mm-hmm. bit let's not turn on video games while the boys got stuff to do Right, because all he wants to do is join you. All he it. wanted to do was play that video game. And right. I'm like, no, I need you to do this. And then two nights ago, or Sunday, I don't know what night it was, but he had stuff to do, and I kept asking him to do it. And um, he deliberately disobeyed. He knew that I asked him to log off of the computer and to be done and get some things done, and then he could get back on. But he chose to stay on 
And so then he had to go to bed early. Couldn't join the rest of us. Whatever. All of a sudden, I don't love him. I'm so mean to him. Why don't I love him? I love everybody else. And I'm just like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Which is really mature, Stephanie. Let me tell you. Right. And I'm like, all right. I'm talking to you, but only to tell you that I'm really not happy right now. Seriously, mm-hmm. I don't love you. I mean, come on. You you have a computer in your room. That was not your dad's idea. You know, you have all of these things going on that were not, they're of my making. Right. You know, cut me some slack here. Right. I just need you to stay focused. Right. For five minutes. Right. Five minutes is all I need. You can do everything you have to do in five minutes. Right. Well, what you were ready to say is that um, you just said, cut me some slack here. I don't remember. I mean, like, look at all these things you have around you. And seriously, you're saying I don't love you. Um, It reminds me so much of the heart of God Mm -hmm. when I mean, because James talks about how every good and perfect thing comes from him. And so much in my life, I, I mean, I remember my very, very favorite Bible professor. His name was Bob Martin. And we were not allowed to call him anything but Bob because he just said, I don't want the titles. I don't want anything. It's just, I just want to be called Bob. So we called him Bob. And he taught me so much that you can have this personal relationship with Christ because, I mean, it was just like he walked around and just like talked with him. And I I just remember this piece about him. He was my very, very, favorite ever and um but anyways one of the things that stood out for me in theology class was he said if you um if you take that verse in james every good and perfect gift comes from god that if we did not if we did not have god's presence in our life if we were not experiencing god today in this world um there would be nothing good right and because we live in a fallen world. And so everything good that comes to us at any time, I mean, think about just a bird song or for me, because I, I, that yes. does mean, or just the beauty that surrounds us all the time is God's gift. And the laughter of a child, um, the the touch of, you know, a friend or, or anything. I mean, all of that is good. And so, so many times when I'm just like, okay, guys, seriously, another, another bad thing is, you know, whatever and if I really think about, but if I didn't experience God at all, there would be nothing good ever in my life. And so God's goodness is always surrounding me if I will just focus on the good. That's right. So I don't, but but it's so much, so many times my perspective as like Matthews or like Luke's, when I get so focused on all these other things that I can't take my you know, my 11 year old brain. Yes. You know? Yeah. And think, absolutely. and think he doesn't, he's not being good to me or he doesn't love me. I mean, God's like, really? I mean, not in a bad way, not a condemning way. That's not how he is, but he just, I want to love you, but you live in a fallen world and there's so many good things in your life and I'm rescuing you from so many things. Yeah. It's going to be hard at times, but if you didn't, know me if you didn't experience me there would be nothing good and um i love that thought i do too mm-hmm. i do too i um i opened today this morning um i i'm coming up to the beginning of my cycle okay and um i get, m- my brain gets really 
dark and mine did too before I had my hysterectomy, so, so I understand. Yeah, I get, I get, um, I just, it's a special time to take every thought captive because mm-hmm. most of them are not my own. Mm-hmm. I can, I can honestly say that. I think some really dark and and scary things. Mm-hmm. And so this morning I was doing some work and I just really started to feel overwhelmed and overpowered by these thoughts that I was, I was totally blowing a situation in my mind way out of proportion and attacking people in my mind. And at least you realized it. Though. And so I took, um, I took a moment and it really was just a moment and read, um, the first devotion in the book you got me for my birthday, uh-huh. um, which title I can't recall right now, but it's by Holly Girth. Girth, and um, and it's about acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so fantastic to take that moment and focus on the good because I was really starting to become surrounded by mm-hmm. the fallen world that we live in, right. and what my life would be if there was not my heavenly father who loves me and accepts me and just the way that you just are just the way that I am. Yeah. I love that. I love even when some of those evil thoughts are my own. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that devotional. Um, and that's why I got it for you, mm-hmm. obviously. But um, it talks about all the different ways that God feels towards us, this, his heart towards us. And it's like accepting it accepted and chosen and loved and, and all of these different adjectives that God's heart is towards us and then gives thoughts that go along with his heart um, because so many times I think that we, we feel this, this, this heaviness about mm-hmm. how God is and he really, and, and he's not, not like that because right. yeah, I totally get it. So today, can I I'm yeah. gonna give you this story t- talking about perceptions and, okay. and where I am? I've been talking a long time about this desert place that I've been in and I feel God bringing me out of it, but the lessons that I, that I have bringing out of it with me um, are still, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to process them all. One of the things is people pleasing. Um, One of them is um, following God and not caring what other people think, which goes along with being a people pleaser, but it's kind of a little bit different because when you step out and you say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then you, and you're kind of on that path, but then you see people that, might not understand the path that you're on or or don't know all the circumstances or whatever and you see the people um, and you don't actually know what they're thinking which they might not even think anything I think sometimes we make a bigger deal of ourselves than we actually are absolutely which is one that's what I was doing today right I think um I I make myself such a big deal you know, I'm so self, I'm just so self-absorbed because, because I, you are the mother of the total package. Well, that's true. So you are a big deal. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. But I think, um, I think so many times because I'm inside my brain, I think, oh, everybody's thinking about me. Well, that's a bunch of baloney <laughs> because obviously I'm thinking about myself, but most people are not thinking about me. They're thinking because about themselves, themselves too. <laughs> so hello, if I could just get my mind wrapped around that. But anyways, so, um, I'm on, you know, trying to trying to understand this this path that God took me on into the desert, taking me and stripped me away from everything that I knew and everything that I thought that I wanted and thought that I I needed um, and stripped stripped it all down to helping me to know that 
he, God, is all I really want and desire. Um, and I'm still struggling with all of that. But when you run into a situation where you think, okay, I people don't understand this path and you feel rejected because they don't understand, it's very, very difficult. So I, I kind of, I ran, I've been running into this situation a whole lot recently. And like okay. you, um, I can make things up in my mind. Sometimes, mm-hmm. actually, I, and I tell Andrew, if he'll just listen to me, that I have a gift of discernment. I do too. Imagine that. I mean, I do see things that he might not be able to see. But sometimes he's like, Sarah, honestly, I didn't see that. And I think that you're just feeling a certain way because that's just your feeling. Sometimes I've been, I'm like, but I'm allowed to feel that way. Don't you dare tell me that's that I'm right. not allowed to feel that way. But then he's like, but take, but he doesn't, but he, I feel like he's not validating my feelings. Okay. So anyways, but today I ran into a situation and I, um, after I ran into the situation, I just, I don't want to. sorry, that really makes me think of Jersey, Jersey Shore. <laughs> I didn't run into him. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I live, I live in Kentucky, not in Jersey. I know. Okay. So, gotcha. but I ran into a, a circumstance, <laughs> a circumstance that made me start to question, you know, all right, God, am I on the right path? Do I care if people think a certain way about me? Um, what does that mean? And all of this stuff. Basically, I came down to this. The conclusion that I'm a loser. Not I'm a loser, baby. That's right. So why don't you kill me? <laughs> okay. I'm back now. <laughs> Went from Carly Rae Jepsen to Beck. Got it. So um I even walked in to my house after the situation circumstance. <laughs> and I said, I said, I walked in and there was Hooji Pooji Mooji Wooji. Andy hadn't come in yet. I said, I said Hey, Hoosie. I said, here's your mom, the loser. Okay. That's what I did. So Andy said, so Andy brings in the mail and there I see on at the, just the very edge, it said ransomed heart, which I know then is John Eldridge's um, letter, uh, newsletter. Mm-hmm. And God was like, ha 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 mm-hmm. I've got a word for you today. Just on, I mean, and I was like, and I knew it. I mean, anytime that I am facing something, it seems like he sends something to hit me, you know, to hit right at the heart of what I'm dealing mm-hmm. with. So today, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to read a little bit of what John Eldridge um, wrote. But God was speaking directly to me today after I just w- walked in and said, hey, Hooji, here's your mom, the loser. Um, they're actually getting ready to send. Well, they probably at this time have sent all of their kids now to college right their last one just left they have three boys um who are um sam blaine and luke luke is their last one and he just left for college um and so they went back to they always go to the tetons to um on vacation and they went when they were four six and eight to one specific spot but they hadn't been back there yet since they were that age and until a couple weeks ago when he wrote this letter and he says this, our sons now young men, 19, 21 and 23 were laughing, telling stories of their adventures, talking about girls and marriage with an exclamation point. And it was poignant and transcendent as a moment can get time stood still. Stacy and I looked at each other and smiled. Remember? 
As our trip drew to a close, Sam headed back to his life in California, and Blaine left early for a class he needed. He could, we could feel the chill in the coming fall when our family will no longer be the same. As you can imagine, I was pretty tender and very ready for tears. Feelings of sorrow and loss were beginning to break my heart. It was quite natural and appropriate. Then came a great surprise. And I just want to stop there because this is where exactly how I feel. Like there's a great, there's a great change going on in my life. And I'm just, I've been, because I, all of this change, I just am on the verge of tears all the time because of everything that I've had to surrender and give up and everything that I thought that I wanted. God has known better. Um, the, some of the relationships that I've had, I, there are so many times that I just feel so dang lonely and um, I don't feel like I have a purpose and a meaning and all of that. And today was another reminder of that. It just felt like another rejection. So then he writes, then came a great surprise. I paused and asked Jesus, how do you want me to be looking at this, Lord? He replied, this is a good season in your life, John. You are not losing your family at all. Your family is growing, maturing, and it is a blessed time. In a moment, my entire state of being changed. Where was I where I was ready for days of downheartedness and embracing loss as the fundamental truth of life, Jesus rescued me simply because I asked, how do you want me to be looking at this, Lord? Let me connect a related thought. About three months ago, Stacy and I were chatting one evening about new things she was reading and learning, one of which was the power of naming things. We need to be careful what we call things, what we name them, she said. Adam was given the power of naming, and there really is power in what we name things. We began to notice how often we were naming things, a phone call we didn't want to make, an event we didn't want to attend. As soon as we said, this is stupid or this sucks, our feelings and perspective played that out. So we would stop and rename, rename it. We would say, this is an opportunity to love or this will be good. And much to our surprise, our attitude changed too. Then came the wildfire in June. They live in Colorado. Yes, they do. As the whole city was swept up in the drama, you could feel the spirits of sorrow, loss, fear, and trauma swirling around, absolutely unchecked and unchallenged. It felt so natural to go with it, embrace it. Everyone else was, but we, but we would stop and ask Jesus, and he would say, nope, you don't need to go there. All is well. Fix your eyes on me, and again, we would be rescued. Now we are in this season of change for our family and friends. All change initially feels like loss, but we, but we are being rescued by a brand new thought that what you name something has a very defining power over your experience. And we are being rescued by a new question. Jesus, how do you want me to be looking at this? I can't say how important it is. Too many times, most of us just go with a feeling or a reaction or perspective, especially when it feels natural and just and appropriate. And friends, I am all for honesty and allowing your heart the room to express itself. As a counselor for many years, I've urged people to be aware of what they are feeling and let it lead them back to their heart, to what their heart is doing. Do not neglect your inner life. Pay attention. I don't want to go in. For, I don't go for that Christian denial where even though you are raging, you pretend you aren't by saying I'm rejoicing in the Lord. I'm talking about allowing Jesus to shape our perceptions of our life. Has it ever occurred to you that your perceptions of things might not be accurate? And just as a side note in parentheses, heck no, I'm always right. Let me tell you. That's right. <laughs> okay. okay. But back to John um, might not be the same as how Jesus is looking at it. Dear ones, we don't live in the garden. We don't live in a neutral world. We live in a world swirling with all sorts of forces that are affecting our interpretation of events. We might not see the whole picture. We seize on the minor theme. Our brokenness clouds our vision. We have an enemy who is a master of deceit. Jesus describes our situation as so vulnerable. We are like sheep among wolves. While it might seem 
utterly realistic or unavoidable or appropriate to embrace certain feelings or perspectives, I simply want to encourage you to begin this practice. Ask Jesus, how should I be looking at this, Lord? Let him shape your perception of things, of people, events, crises, disappointments, change, and even loss. Allow Jesus into your way of looking at the world, the way you process your unfolding life. This is going to set you free. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. And that was from well, John. Not that I expected it to be anything to But today, of all days, when I was walked in and I named myself a loser, to hooshi pooji mooji wooji, Jesus said, no. How you name things is important. Yeah. And you need to reshape it and you need to ask, how am I, how should I, how am I looking at it? Sarah, how am I looking at this in your life? And what am I going to do to, to, to shape this and redo, redo things? I think so many times we look at things from our point and our time. And I think I've been in the season for so long and I don't see anything coming out of it. And God's like, you don't understand my timing. You don't understand what I'm doing. It's, it's a blink of an eye, Sarah. And if you would just stay in here and quit fighting me, quit fighting me and trying to make things happen, or it doesn't matter what so-and-so thinks over here. Right. It doesn't matter. Are you being obedient to what I have called you to do? And if you are, which I know that I am, it doesn't matter. You stay in it and don't fight it because how I'm looking at this, how what I'm doing um, should make your perception of things m- m- my perception. Right. And um, so it was really good for me to get that today of all days. That is really awesome. Yeah. That is really awesome. Um, similar, but different. Mm-hmm. Um, Cliff bought... Um, which is so un- unlike him at all. He He's all, um, DVDs and Blu-ray are on their way, way out. Everything should be digital. We're right. never buying another movie again. And then he comes home and he surprises me. He's bought The Lion King. Right. Which he knows is my all-time favorite Which I love. Disney that was movie. so sweet. I love that movie. And um, I started off this year um, with my trip to Colorado, mm-hmm. which was... Which was life altering. Yeah. It was a beautiful time. And I fell more in love with Jesus than I knew was possible. Um, since about late March, <laughs> I've had ups and downs. And I've had points where I can say, you know what? Clear, I'm under attack. And that it's not just me in my head right now, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and have had some, some serious ups and downs. And, um, and labeling myself certain names and sure. uh, people around me <laughs> certain names and um, but I've been on this on this journey of of freedom all year and um, and knowing who I am in in Christ not just who I am Stephanie but who He wants me to be and who He's called me to be. Well, um, today was a low day for me, but that's because I had a really good day the other day and he wanted to see what he could do to me. He being the deceiver. Anyway, um, I had been, eh, just not, not really, you know, going through the motions of, of what I needed to do to get, to get prepared for school and all of these things. Anyway, so we sit down to watch the Lion King the other night. I saw the Lion King for the first time when I was maybe 15 or 16, it came out in 94. Huh. And, um, that's right. And 
I loved that movie right away, but it wasn't until I watched it on Friday night mm. that God showed me why. That is, this, and okay, people are going to say you can find God in anything, you know, whatever. But this is what he showed me. Sure. Through my favorite Disney movie. Yeah. Is that that movie is about running from your past, running from who you are, confronting it even though it's hurtful. It, it can, it, it, the, the past can hurt. But in the end, I am the child of a king. Mm. I am a child of the king. I fell in love with that story long before I ever knew how it really related to my life. Because a lot of this year has been about dealing with some ugly things Mm -hmm. from um, my past. Mm -hmm. And it, it was such a beautiful moment and the credits start rolling and I'm like crying. And um, the, the, the scene where Rafiki um, knocks Simba upside the head with his little (laughs) stick. Yeah. I was like, I was crying because I felt that, you know, um, yes, what does it, he's like, that hurt. What does it matter? It's in the past, you know? Um, The past can hurt, but it's in the past. And and there are lessons to be learned from that. And then, so he swings the stick again and Simba ducks this time. And (laughs) it's such a fantastic moment because we learn from our past and we can learn from, we don't put names to ourselves that, do not properly describe who we are, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and we don't have to live even if we were named certain things. Right. We don't have to live under those labels anymore. Break those lies, mm-hmm. break those ties to those things. And that's why it was so important for me this year to find out who does God say that I am. Right. Breaking the ties of all of the things that I have been told that I was or that I have believed that I was Mm -hmm. or taken on myself my entire life, breaking those and finding out who does God say that I am? Mm -hmm. Do you know who I am? I am the daughter of the king. Right. That is who I am. Right. And it's about time I start living like it. Exactly. And that's why I love Cinderella. Yes, it is. Um, Because I never thought I was beautiful. And I never thought I was worthy to wear the ball gown and to wear the slippers and to wear um, to wear the jewels. Um, and then um, to see the prince pursue her. Mm-hmm. I wanted that. And that he would go to any lengths to do that. And so to see how she was made to feel like she couldn't, I mean, I've just felt like I could never be that. And then she was made, she was beautiful. And then when the prince saw her, she wasn't beautiful at that moment, really. Right. She was, the the shoe fit, the shoe fit, but she wasn't like all glammed up. She was ordinary. Mm -hmm. But the prince still saw her beauty and still wanted her. And I love that movie because of that and then he because when she accepted him then she was able to be what she was really supposed to be and that's how i see my relationship with christ as well um i know that he's pursued me and he's rescued me and he's made me beautiful um and i i love and i love that because of that because of the same kinds of things Mm -hmm. i see that spiritual undertone of what god has made me to be 
when I was little, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but when I was little, I loved going to my grandma's house. Um, and uh, my dream, my ultimate dream was to be Miss America. I mean, that to me was everything that I wanted to be. And um, I mean, I have no idea where that came from, but I was the little girl who just wasn't cute. I mean, I mean, I, I just wasn't pretty. Um, but my grandma always made me feel very, very pretty and it didn't matter. But so, um, grandma would let me, um, go to her bedroom. And at the time she would let me play in all her jewelry. Well, at that time, I didn't know that it wasn't, it was costume jewelry, right. but to me it was just this it was jewelry. Yeah, it was jewels. And she let me play in those jewels and she let me try on her nightgowns. And um, so I would put on, and I would put on the nightgowns. And um, and then I would put on all her jewels. And she would let me come out. And I would parade around. And she would crown me Miss America. And um, I loved going to her house because she knew that that was like, who I wanted to be mm -hmm. and she crowned me that and um it was just it was so special to me that she knew that about me, you know and like would take the time to know that about me and would take the time to to just let me it didn't matter she would just not that she probably had a lot going on but it didn't matter she would just sit in that chair and she would let me go it didn't matter how long and I could go change as many into many as many nightgowns as I wanted and change all my jewels and she would just keep letting me change and change and change. And every single time I would be crowned Miss America. <laughs> and um the other day, um I came out in a, in something and Lydia's like, What are you wearing? And I was like, This was my grandma's nightgown. I still have one of the nightgowns. That's awesome. When she passed away, I was a freshman in high school and it was what it was it was the most devastating thing. And um but one of the things I took even at that age was a nightgown. At 14 years old was a nightgown. And that will always be one of my most precious possessions because I was Miss America in my grandma's nightgown. It is like four times too big. <laughs> um, and, um, but the other day I was really missing her. And so I decided to put it on and, and Andy doesn't care. Cause Andy knows that about me. And, and it's not, you know, it's a grandma nightgown. <laughs> he didn't care though. And, um, so it's just those kinds of things where you, God speaks to your heart and right. he puts people in your life. If you, if we can open up ourselves, even along the journey, yeah. And as I look back at my life, you know, there, there I have some great memories. I, you know, I like all of us. We have hurts in our lives, but if we really take a look back, we can see the the hand of God working in our lives. I know that some of us have huge hurts, and I think I think you and I know some about some of those huge hurts. Right. Um, but also seeing how people came into our lives to rescue us at different times and, and the ways that He ministered to us, because anything good. Is from him. Is from him. Absolutely. And um, my grandma Schaefer was one of those good yeah. that I know. And I can look back and say, thank you, God, for that moment. And um, and so as he teaches us those kinds of things, I, I mean, 
we can ch- we can change our perceptions and say, okay, how do you want me to look at this? Because you are working good. I might not see it right now, but I know I can trust you because right. of how you have been throughout my life. So, absolutely, I love that story. You've told me that before, Grandma Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know have. if I've ever talked about it here. I don't think you have, but that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I. I mean, Lydia was like, "What are you, are you wearing?" wearing? <laughs> I mean, have at you least seen? it was just a nightgown. One time, I went out and. I I mean, seriously, I know I was overweight. There's no getting around it. Okay. And I had bought these dark brown pants with the camel pinstripe down them. And it had this um, sweater that came like maybe mid thigh that went with it. And um, which was camel colored with dark brown. Stri- I mean, it was a whole outfit. Uh-huh. I paid a lot of money for it. And um, we were, we still lived in the A-frame, so that would have made Megan like three. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, mom, that doesn't make you look good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we're too late to change, so let's go. <laughs> I love the honesty of children, not. Oh, gracious. So I um, loved this afternoon watching you um, give the bottle Let's to say, the say what, calf. Okay, say so, what we did. So after we picked up Lydia and McKenna from school, um, we went to my grandma's house, to my nanny's, um, to pick up some tomatoes. She's, Which, by the way, how old is Nanny? 83. She is the sharpest thing ever. I know, right? She's hilarious. Don't don't try to pull one over on her. Well, I, I'm afraid she'd knock me out and like <laughs> put me to the, pin me to the ground and I don't even know what else. But no, I'm just because she's so sweet. She's got such a wit about her she and she is just, she's incredible, which I know Thank that you. about it because it's been a bit, it's been a long time since I've been out there yeah. and um, I, it's just such a blessing that you still have your grandma and I mean, just a blessing for me to be able to go out there and just uh, share that with you. I, I just loved it. So I anyways. love that you, I love that you were able to, to right. come out and share it with right. me. But and, go ahead. Um, Cause she lives on, she lives on the farm that she's lived in on for her whole life. Right. Right. Her whole adult life. Right. Um, she was still a teenager when she married my grandpa. Right. <laughs> and um, so we went out there. She's giving me, she gave me some tomatoes from her garden. I want to try to can salsa. So you and I are going to work on that together, um, which we need to pick a day. Mm-hmm. So those tomatoes don't go bad. Anyway, um, while we were there, um, <laughs> we ate some green beans. Fresh. <laughs> Yeah, we're it's incredible. incredible. Sarah's like, I'll take a bite. I gave her a plate, which I got yelled at. She's like, get her a real plate. Do you hear? She totally I know, at me. but I, would, I wish I could have had like one of those one of those plastic plates, though. No, you're not allowed. Get her a real plate. So oh. I got Sarah a real plate, uh, meaning glass, not plastic. Mm-hmm. And um, I would have loved to have the plastic. And got myself one, and we had the some plastic. green beans. <laughs> went out into the talked for a while. Went out to the garden and picked some, you know, jalapenos for our salsa. And the girls were having McKenna and Lydia were having so much fun. And Nanny went out there with us, Nanny and she came. she you know helped and picked stuff and did all of that. And by the way. She has a huge garden mm-hmm. and I mean, a huge garden. And my mother-in-law always had a big garden because my husband, Andy, grew up on a farm in Ohio and she, Nanny had the same exact flowers lining her garden that my mother-in-law always had. And my mother-in-law, Martha died when she was 40. She had just turned 48 um, of pancreatic cancer. Um, it's been 10 years now. Um, so, but she always had the same, and I loved those flowers and one of my because I wasn't, one of my biggest regrets is that um, 
Martha wasn't able to teach me how to can and to right. do all of those things. And and she was just an, inc- an incredible woman. Now, I know that she's in heaven having a great time, but I mean, I just wish that I could have gotten to learn some things from her because she was just awesome. But Nanny had those same exact flowers. And I was like, Nanny, why do you have those flowers? She's like, because I like them. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know because I just didn't because Martha had them and now Nanny has them. I didn't know if there was some kind of gardening trick. Yeah, if right. it was like whatever. But I thought she it liked- was so cool that both of them had the exact same flowers they're growing. And um, so, anyways, so I asked her what kind. It's upstairs. So I asked her what kind they are, and they're zinnias, and they're beautiful. And so now I know. I had no idea what they were. I mean, but I've, I we remember them and I've always wondered because I wanted the exact same flowers that Martha always had when I grow my little garden box. Right. And, but I wouldn't have known what they were. And now, but now, now I do. They're Xenia. So I'm so excited about that. And she let the girls pick some. Yeah. Out of, and um, so they picked some very pretty colorful. I mean, they're really bright and colorful. And she was um, pointing all of the different plants out to Lydia and McKenna. And it was really a fun time. Mm-hmm. And then, and so my grandparents had like, it's like 166 acres or something like that. And then have then sold off um, some to some of their kids. And so my dad lives out there and um, two of my uncles and a cousin. And so it, it's starting to become like this little compound. <laughs> I'm all for that. And uh, and so while we were, and, and my uncle helps with um, with the cows because there are still cows on on the farm and um he came in from work and stopped because he has to go feed the baby calf so the girls were interested they wanted to watch and we follow my uncle donnie down um to where the calf is and you and lydia actually fed the calf which was the smile on your face was so cool okay here's i've always wanted a pet cow i've been asking andy for one forever i mean her name is daffodil i mean i already have her name she's already named her yeah i mean i've had i've wanted a pet cow since the time we met because i knew that he um grew up on a farm and i he raised and i but i've just wanted one forever forever the the cow that that she fed today is named reindeer reindeer (laughs) right (laughs) because she jumps really high yeah but i mean my cow's name is daffodil and i love i mean I'm made. I'm made to live on a farm. No. The only thing about it is that we would never make any money. <laughs> I mean, what, what, that's what Andy always says. He said, Sarah, why would I, why would we live on a farm and we and would never be vegetarians? <laughs> well, that, but I mean, I'm like, he's like, what would we do on a farm? I'm, I'm like, have animals. And he's like, what would we do with them? I take care of them. I mean, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I mean, I would just have a great time <laughs> being with animals. I, I just, and I would, I could grow some zinnias. There you, there could you go. Grow some zinnias. And I could grow some zinnias. Zucchini and tomatoes and corn and green beans. It's probably not going to be much peppers of peppers and jalapenos and much of a, you know, you know, producing much of a. But I don't really see you eating daffodils. <laughs> no, definitely not. He's like, do you understand how expensive having a cow is? I was like, yeah. I don't care. Nope. That daffodil would probably end up sleeping in my bed with me. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. We'll see you in the barn. <laughs> oh, gracious. I mean, just, I love creatures. I just, 
absolutely love them. I just can't help it. It was so fun to be out there, though. And it was. I loved, um, I mean, Lydia was so in her element and she just is. skipping down the gravel drive. And um, she was really made to live on a farm. Her face, when I told her that that's where I grew up, was mm-hmm. just, she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, this, this is where I grew up. And, and like being out in that garden and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that is her thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally her thing. It was not my thing when I was growing up, however. Mm-hmm. But Lydia, I mean, Lydia absolutely loves it. And I mean, I don't know if it's because, I don't know if she would appreciate it if if she had it all the time, but I really, I mean, she loves to work. Mm-hmm. She loves to be with creatures. She loves to, any. I mean, loves to be out in the garden. Um, anything you give her, to, she wants to do it. And it's fantastic. Yeah, she, I mean, she just loves it. It so, was very cool. Yeah. She, it really was. Mm-hmm. And McKenna talked to my Uncle Donnie, which was quite a, is a that big a, Is thing. that a big deal? Yeah. She doesn't really talk to people that she doesn't know. And, oh. you know, he's. I, I loved, um, you were talking about Nanny and her wit. And, of course, now he is um, her oldest son, her oldest child. He, okay. he, mm-hmm. he is the oldest. And, um, and they started going at each other, just picking and uh-huh. and joking. As as soon as he got out of the truck, it uh-huh. was it was fantastic. And Sarah's eyes were getting big. She's like, "I ain't getting on her back." No, <laughs> no. And you know that, me. That's how she treats her own her own kid, and he's on her goods. <laughs> I know. I'd be hiding underneath the underneath the table. Oh my goodness! So he was sweet. telling the girls how. Did he say she was mean? Just mean. She yeah. hit me with the frying pan. She's, like, he, he said. <laughs> You better go tell that old mean lady up there. And Kid is like, "What old mean lady?" He's just like, "He said that one that lives in the house." She said, "That's Nanny." <laughs> She's not an old mean She's lady. She's not old mean lady. So that uh, was just so funny. I mean, just hilarious. It was I just, good. yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. We should do that more often. Uh huh. I'm all for that. All right. And it's really close to some land that yes, it you know, is. So it would be really fun. It would be. So uh, school's going well for you. Let me tell you. Okay, not getting up as early as, I mean, so early, but (laughs) it's such a blessing to get Luke on the bus and Lydia's still asleep Mm -hmm. because they're not fighting over, like, they're not fighting over anything. I mean, they could look at each other and they'd start fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I have time alone with Luke and then, and getting him ready and, and just getting, yeah, just getting him ready for the day. And then I get Lydia up and I have time to focus on her. And I get her off to school and I'm like, there was no fighting. There was, it was no bickering. Morning. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I have time to myself and then Luke gets home and then I have an hour to hear about his day. And then then they're not fighting over who's going to talk. First. Yeah. Who's going to talk first and who's going to tell me who had a better day or who had a worse day or who has more homework or whose teachers, you know, what better or worse or whatever it is. And then, um, and so I can, help him with his homework, just give him the attention that he wants. And then Lydia comes home and I can hear about her day because Luke's already told me about his day and he could care less. And it's just incredible for me. Like I feel almost like what's wrong because it's (laughs) too easy right now in in that kind of thing, because I've just, I've had, you know, 11 years now, almost 12 of just nonstop because Luke was so hard. God love and bless his yes. heart. Just headstrong. Oh, making himself throw up, mm-hmm. you know, fighting us. I remember one time, listen, I've never told the story. I don't think 
we i mean there i mean luke threw the, these outrageous outrageous fits mm-hmm. like we had to put him in holds because he would get so mad mm-hmm. and one time andy had him down because he was just out of control i mean he he I hope Luke doesn't. Well, it doesn't matter at this point. It's the truth. But yeah, <laughs> he had him. He was had him in a hold, and and so Luke was like, and he was like, just anything that he could do, and he's like, I'm gonna flip a chair in your eye. He's like six at this time, and we still go back to that because Luke. I just did something, and I don't know why. Did you flip a chair in our eye? <laughs> oh, that was perfect so luke said i'm gonna flip a chair in your eye and we still go back to that because like he's six years old and we're like where'd he come up with flip a chair in your eye and then how are you gonna do that i mean but it's that those kinds of things were like it's like oh my goodness what are we gonna do when he's like Mm-hmm. 16 he was gonna want to flip a car in our eye i don't know <laughs> so um but he's so much i mean he's so much more compliant now he's just right. you know he's able to get god's taught him uh how to get a hold or we he's worked through us and control yeah and- all that stuff self-control so it's really so much better but it, it was a hard it's been a hard road some really really Good times, awesome times, and some very difficult times when I thought I was never going to make it through. Honestly, I, yep, I, I, I had one too. Uh huh. And I really thought I'm just going to have to lock myself in a room and never come out. Seriously, I stink as a mom, and if if this is how it is, I stink as a mom. Um, but then God totally changed my perception and was like, I've given him this personality for a reason, Sarah, for a reason, and you've got to stick in That's with right. with me. Because why he's strong and 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 all of this is for my purpose, and I've called you to this child, and and once I, my perception changed, I think you know things were better, not perfect, but better because of my attitude. So, anyways, right now things not that they're perfect again, um, not that we we don't have major issues sometimes, but I'm almost like things are easier than they've ever yeah. been between like because i have more time mm-hmm. even those those two hours give me more time absolutely so you get that i do get that what I about do. you um things are going very well matthew loves middle school yeah. megan continues to love middle school mm-hmm. um they're getting along better because they now have a shared something mm-hmm. and um and it's it's very cool i'm finding that um the best time to um to shower and like focus on my was is after i drop off megan and matthew Mm -hmm. before i wake up mckenna and um and then i can start my day at you know Mm -hmm. nine o'clock when i take her to school you know when i get back from taking her to school rather than 10 o'clock after i you know Mm -hmm. get all my stuff and i'm just like wow i just i i gained an hour right just by separating some children just by moving some things around right. it, it's been it's been fantastic it really has mm-hmm. i'm so glad to be back and i'm tired 5 30 comes way too early it is early i'm so tired but um and because i have a boy i don't have to get up that early right right um but we have to straighten hair and you know all these kinds of stuff um so at the end of the day, when I lay down, I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. but I'm sleeping better <laughs> because I'm so. T- but um, it's been fantastic. I'm so glad to be busy again. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. 
And I am busy too. Yes. I'm going to start our music. Cool. Because we're at 59 minutes and 40, 50 seconds. Wow. We were chatterboxes today. Chatter today. We had some messages to share. So it's it's been a great, um, it's been a great week. It has. I love that. Um, it's I actually lo- been two weeks since we recorded, right? It has been. Okay. It has been a week since school school oh, started that's right. a week ago. That's right. We had a fantastic mental health day. We which sure we did. we didn't even get to talk about. No. That's okay. Um, God had used us in an amazing way last week. Oh, we didn't talk about we that. Didn't. We'll have to write that down so we remember to talk about that next okay. week. Um, it, it was, I was so looking forward to just resting and having time with you and having lunch and then it ended up being such a better day because God used us to bless yeah. someone else. Yeah, God totally interrupted that, but that was, but it was awesome. I totally was forgot amazing. about that. That's right. We'll have to write that down and remember to tell you guys about that next week. And, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Uh huh. It has been good. Glad to be busy. So, um, here's Sarah's number because she wants you to call her. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Boy, you came into my life. I missed you so, so bad. Hold on. Oh, should we call you? Maybe, or should we call you? Maybe, like whichever one you like. If you like my name to be Maybe, go ahead and call me that. But maybe if you want to call me, go well, ahead and do that. I'd love to call you, but it apparently your phone doesn't want to accept my calls, or my phone doesn't want to accept your calls. Well, actually, I have no phone right now. True. It's it's <laughs> Sarah's phone is on the phone. So actually, so. don't call me. Maybe. <laughs> Probably don't call me because I don't have a phone. It, it's it's been quite sketchy for some time. Sarah's like, why didn't you, why didn't you answer my call? Do you not want to spend time? And I'm like, I didn't get a call. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So, um, but I am so glad that um, we had a great day. To I mean, really the the little curveball uh-huh. that was like a blessing because we got to spend more time together. We sure today. did. We spent almost the whole day together. The whole day. Oh, speaking of that, I'm instead of simpli- simplifying my life, I think I'm gonna get an iPhone. Yeah, an iPhone is much simpler to use than whatever you had. <laughs> Obviously, I've broken that one too. All right, guys, thank you for being on this journey with us, and um, we love you. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>